Yes, yes, yes. What up, everyone? Welcome again to another episode from my mom's garage. As always, this is your host, Tony, with Nikki. Hello, hello, hello. How's everyone doing tonight? Everyone's doing well tonight. All right, creepy. Why you got the creepy? <laughs> nah, man. Everything good, though? With you? Always, man. Yeah, man. Just another day. <clears throat> I finally, this weekend, mm-hmm. I finally caught up to uh, getting to watch uh, The Book of Boba Fett. And uh, the Peacemaker with John Cena. I mean, well, you, you make it seem like finally it came out this weekend. No, no, but it. I. My I, just binge, was, I just binge watched it really fast on Monday. I think it was. Um. Oh no, I I was on Monday. So uh, Friday, Friday. Friday. I wanted to watch it like as soon as it came. Like my intention because I have a bunch of movies and TV shows that I'm like watching at the same time. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I want to finish at least the season before I start something else. Okay. But. I was like, you know, I'm just going to watch it. Just it's three episodes. I don't think it's going to. And I fucking loved it. Of course. It was it was everything I was expecting. From it. And yeah, it, it was a very like. Just very clueless hero. basically. Like, yes. It's kind of like Inspector Gadget with adult themes. <laughs> and he, coming from do, thinking about that, I was I I'm looking at it and I'm like. I really want John Cena to, if they're going to do another, uh, I want him to be in, in uh, Duke Nukem. It's a video game. No, I know Duke Nukem. Why Duke Nukem? Because he, he's almost like Peacemaker. Oh, really? But, yeah, like he, he's very raunchy, very uh, obscure commentary, uh, fucking balls to the wall action and just gunfire. No, I get you. And I, he has that look. Like, he could be... You know, it's so, weird. it's so weird about that look that... Because you just mentioned that, like... It it works for this character because, obviously, this character is a more, uh, like, spoof version of a hero, right? Yeah. Because, like, you know, he's almost, like, super, super jacked Captain America type thing, right? Um, And, obviously, if, if Chris Evans looked like him, it wouldn't play off as well. Like, the serious roles wouldn't play off as well. And that's why I think of John Cena's. I've always found it interesting, like, because I know he wants to do more serious roles, but he's a very uh, big guy. And yeah. I don't know, something about his size always takes a, might take away from the more intimidating roles. Mm-hmm. But this is like, it's almost like this is... Secondary. Well, yeah. no, no, but this is, uh, this is kind of like uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool. Like, there's just certain characters that just fit you like a glove, and I think this fits him like a glove. Oh, yeah. I think it's it's because it, he comes from the world of wrestling, and a lot of that you have to be very extra animated, of course, over the top, just because you, you're you're trying to get the people's attention or mm-hmm. the people's champion or whatever, and you have to grab grab them through the screen and also the people that are alive and and it they usually work every week. It's like a full time job and yeah. and it's hard to do that for some people to do that live action and then through the screen to captivate people. And I think like the rock does it well, like people that come from wrestling that transition to act to act movies, uh, Dave Batista. Now I think the Dave Batista and, and the rock always seem taller. Like I'm not sure. I'm sure John Cena is tall. I just don't think he's as tall. So I'm wondering if that's why, because I'm saying is like, for example, I think if Schwarzenegger first started out with majority of his roles, like wearing normal clothes, it would not play well. Cause you, when he first started, he was massive. He was more than massive. So I think when he played later roles, he started to get smaller. But his and think about it. If you think his initial roles were always him without a shirt, yeah, 
because that's where he plays well. Because I, because just me, I used to go to bodybuilding competitions or bodybuilding um, events, and you know when you see a guy who is like a massive bodybuilder, like perfection of like muscles, when it comes to that, they when they wear normal clothes, they always look so different than yeah. when obviously they're performing because they're just all muscle, especially upper body muscle. Yeah. So talking and, about height, so mm-hmm. uh, the Rock is six five. Um, Batista six four, and then John Cena six one, so they're within a few inches of uh, yeah. But of trust me, that counts. That oh, makes that a huge difference. Yeah. Oh, that does. So I think that's what it is between five five and six. Yeah, I think it does. I think, <laughs> no, I'm saying, but initially, I think it does. Like initially, like with to, to height ratio, it, it can make a difference. Like oh that. yeah. Um. Anyways, but yeah, no, the the show was was absolutely hilarious. Uh, like I loved it. I, I think I, I want to rewatch it just to just to laugh. <laughs> and, and I don't know. And sometimes I think I'm like, is a lot of his, like his comments or his uh, his his uh, little one liners are just off the cuff, mm-hmm. or is it scripted? Because sometimes he, I feel like he he could have some funny shit coming out out of him. But it also gives you a different perspective on the character itself because you just all you could think was like, damn, he has some messed up people in his life. Yeah, like you think he's messed up the way he talks, but then. You find out the people that's around them, and you're like, "Oh, yeah." So somebody pointed. Out, I was. I don't know where on TikTok that I watched it, but somebody pointed out it was a great thing was um, in Suicide Squad when uh, Idris Elba and Ratgirl were talking about their past and how how um, like they were treated growing up. Yeah, there was a there was a small moment in that conversation between them that they cut to Peacemaker, and he just scuffs. He's like, "Like that's a joke." Like. But then when you go into the show, he's like, oh, shit, it's because you had it worse than them. Like, Well, remember, they when they introduced Edris Alba to Peacemaker, they went down the list of things that it was like, uh, what well, Edris Alba is. And then they're like, basically, he's the same thing as you. Yeah. But obviously, like, obviously, you know, he come and it wasn't just his dad. It I was, think maybe just because we were introduced to his his where you would see what it was his upbringing that you felt for him more you, in retrospective when after you see that moment in the movie and people think, like, it's almost like he he was brought up with a certain amount like certain like he genuinely wants to be one thing but he was brought up with different values and it seems like he's trying to make be a good guy with those values right yeah. like so but then it's so easily kind of corruptible in a sense because look at the one i guess one friend that he has like vigilante yeah, where <laughs> he literally kid. is somebody who will just kill anybody. He's a, he's a straight sociopath. Yeah, he's a straight sociopath. He's like, he has no morals. He's he don't like, care do, about... Do, 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 do. He's like, he's like... That's I he's, don't want to spoil it, but... Yeah, he's, yeah, a, he's a straight, straight fucking he, sociopath. Like, he is basically everything that uh, Peacemaker says technically he is, oh, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, vigilante. Literally, he's like, yeah. okay. Yeah, he just don't care. Um, so it was it was a good show. I can't wait. I'm literally I hate the fact that I watched it like that because now I want to. I can't wait for the fourth episode. Oh, I know. Oh man, can't wait, can't wait. But yeah, but uh, going into the next thing was um, Will Arnett uh, is coming out with uh, is teaming up with Netflix, and he is doing a com. I I don't know if I want to call it sketch comedy or imp- improv improv. T- TV show it's called Murderville and it's it's he's a detective and every week he or every episode he's going to have a celebrity come on as like either the help or an assistant but they're not 
given anything of a script. So they have they'll have to improvise their whole way through the show or the episode. It's probably something where they're okay. For example, like you mentioned when we went to watch the Don't Look Up. Yeah. It uh, you said that um this character didn't have any lines at all. Jonah Hill. Yeah. yeah. So I think so it's majority be like of that. his lines, I didn't think he had any. So I think that's gonna be like that, where it's like you're gonna okay, this is the story, this is who you are, yeah, and you'll find out what happens as the story goes. So you have to react to those stories. Yeah. So it's it's probably gonna be people like that played up or. I know so far they they confirmed that it's gonna be Conan O'Brien, Sharon Stone, so far, in, in the first few episodes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who, what other celebrities they confirmed that's gonna be in it. But it's good. It's different. It, there was another movie that I know we talked about that they did the same thing. It was like a full featured movie that the same premise as that the actor was given his the name of his character and what's the story about. But everything else, he wasn't given a script. Well, I don't think it was unscripted. No, no, no. no everybody no, no, else no, was, no, I was thinking about. I was thinking about something else. I don't think it was unscripted, but I know um, the movie Guess Who? Something Bernie, I love. One of my, Mac? No, no, no. Guess who is uh the the game board? The, the that 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 was an original game board movie. Uh, Wait, wasn't there a movie where Bernie Mac got called Guess Who? Yeah, yeah, but that's something else. I'll talk oh, about. Okay. Um, this was a. Uh, it wasn't a Guess Who. It was um, that murder mystery one. Uh, Clue. Clue. That's sorry. That's sorry. <laughs> so it's Clue. I'm because I'm thinking board games or whatever. So yeah, it was Clue, and it was an old one. It was like back in the eighties, I think it was. Oh, uh, it was. It was Clue, yeah, yeah. But that had multiple, multiple endings. Yeah. And what's crazy is, I mean, I watched it. You know, I was a, I was, I was, I didn't With watch Tim it in the Curry, theater. I remember With Tim Curry. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it in the theater. I watched it like you know Netflix or something like that, right? And I didn't, you know, I can imagine if because when I came on the theater, every every theater had a different, different ending. ending. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, that. like everybody walked out that theater thinking it ended a different way. But I, again, I don't know if it was scripted. That was a, that's good. That's fucking great marketing. It's it, it, think about this. Can you imagine people can't spoil it? Yeah. <laughs> or try to spoil it. You're like, no, you fucking liar. No, but think about it. Like, think about people trying to spoil it, and people tell somebody spoils it, goes on like, oh man, the murder was this person. And then you go to the theater thinking, oh, well, you know, I already know who it is. But let me watch it. Like, wait a minute. Wait, what? It's not that, that person. Like, I think they should do another movie like that. A whodunit with multiple different endings and just release it. Hey, oh, you know what? You could do it. Different shows. I'm talking about different it's, so cha- it's so different. Like, literally, if I watch the three o'clock show and then I watch the seven o'clock shows, different ending. No. And then on top of that, let's, you even fuck it up even more. Is that when it goes to streaming, because they'll go like to either Netflix and they'll rotate sometimes around. Mm-hmm. Every time, depending on the platform that they're using, it's a different ending mm-hmm. apart from the words in the movie theater. <laughs> Think about yo. Actually, you want to hear like something? Like Knives Out should do that. No, no. You want to hear something crazy? Really crazy. Okay, do it like this. All right. It's not just different ending, right? Completely different movies, right? Well, what you do is, because like, okay, so the ending could only make sense based on things that happen in the movie, right? Yeah. Because like, you can't just change the ending when, let's say, for example... You can't say, you know, um, Cruella did it. Cru- you know, Cruella did it with the with uh, the Glock that she got, you know, in Man, the car. The Glock? I don't know. Just gun, <laughs> the, the gun that she got in the car, right? That she kept in her purse. But yet, 
uh, nothing that leads up to it doesn't make that, sense. But basically, so like, yeah. So basically, what you do is you do different movies with different things, like because oh. like let let's say for example, different choices that she makes. She makes it left in the movie, and then that causes that that the trickle effect to everything else. Yes. So like it. Another part is she makes a right, and then everything. Yeah. Else so it's trickles. not just different endings; it's literal different decisions. Little different decisions makes it a whole different movie. Exactly. That's. It, but use th- very intricate changes. Like it you- would be, it would have to be something so, like very minimal, to to make it, because I'm thinking on budget on the budget side of it to mm-hmm. not be like, oh, this movie's taking forever, but it has to be something small that that's kind of, like, it just doesn't stand out. Like it's not a grand moment that you well, like. It would be little minor details, yeah. instead of like her picking up a pencil, it'll be like her picking up a book. And that book is later on reference to something else than something something like a grand moment that explores the whole like like actually uh, you know be really cool movie. is if it's if it literally even because I I was watching a thing the other day about uh, Star Wars and mm-hmm. the line that everybody reacted to the actors that reacted to wasn't you know I'm your father was it was um, you know I killed your father. That was a line the actor actually delivered on set. Mm-hmm. According to again, I could be wrong. I'm not. I'm not that big of a fanboy like that. But according to what the video I watched, the actual line delivered was, "I killed your father." So everybody reacted to that, went crazy, filmed it, and the actors themselves didn't even realize because they went back and this guy recorded over with the actual line. Oh. So even though everybody reacted a certain way and did everything, it still worked out perfectly. Because every even the actors walked to the, their own movie surprised like wait what like yeah <laughs> oh so they changed it they changed that one little line and it completely changed the movie oh I got you wow <laughs> that's that's so but yeah so if it's not knives out it has to be some other movie that has to do well of course I just I I think murder mysteries are coming back and I'm happy about that yeah we have a few coming out I think. Well, they have the Nile, which you didn't even realize it was a sequel. I didn't even know. Now it's a series, sorry, not a sequel, a series. Yeah. A series. Now I want to watch the first one. Now I'm gonna to try to find it. Yeah, murder, murder on the train. Murder on the train. Mm-hmm. On the midnight train or the train? Something. There was something no, on murder train. on the midnight train. Something like that. Yeah, probably midnight train. But it's the one with Johnny Depp. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna find that one. Yeah, um, that, that was an interesting one too. That was super. Yeah. Uh, next is uh, they had a dis- interview. I don't want to see what you thought about it. So, uh, remember the movie uh, Superbad? Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the co-writers was Seth Rogen. And and he said that he would never do a sequel. It was just iconic and there's no need to make a sequel. Okay. So, jo- uh, Jonah Hill, now that we've recently talked about him, uh, mentioned that he would do a sequel, but only if it's like they're 80 years old. And at this point, like all like all three friends are like in a senior home and all their wives passed away. So they have to do like one big hurrah. So seniors trying to get laid in a nursing home. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know. At first I was like, uh, well, it, it would could. be it would be funny. If it's. It would be really funny if it's because again, the whole point I think it was super bad. It was like, it, it kind of like with all those movies back in the teenage right, that you didn't really think they were gonna accomplish it. It was cool that they tried or they, but it was like such a like uh, out of this world goal, right? 
Yeah. So, you know, I think if you're going to make that, the goal should, like, they, their probably last hurrah shouldn't be them sleeping, let's say, with other other women in the, in the nursing home that was their age, but three nurses. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, to so, make the, to make it completely like out of their you know completely out of their range in that in that way where it's like you know like kind of like the high school because they, they felt like they're basically trying to achieve something they can't achieve yeah so yeah I think it would be more interesting if you made it like the nurses somebody who made like at this point would be like half their age or something <laughs> well like they're eighty it'd be like in their forties or yeah. something yeah or even maybe what happened if they do it as well, we've seen movies that they're already in the, like, you know I mean? They have, like, a midlife crisis in their 30s or 40s. But we've seen movies that are similar to that. That Like, what was it? what movie was it that I was just recently thought about? Like, Tomcat or something like that. But he's older and just... And what that, No, no, because I was, I was like... I like the aspect of the idea of them going to 80 years old. Like, way beyond... Give me the... Their prime, past their midlife, whatever midlife crisis they could go through, and just into the geriatric years. Mm. But then I was like, oh, what happened if they do something like they're in their midlife crisis or something closer to what their age is now? But then I'm like, it wouldn't, it would be funny, but then it would just be like all the other like bro comedy movies that came out. Yeah, because that's the thing. It wouldn't be like, because, okay, if you, I guess if you want to capture what Super Bad was, right, it was adolescence. You know, trying to do something that at that that moment in our life that that was almost impossible, right? Yeah, it was like this thing they're trying to do. So, in a sense, they're trying to get they're trying to like yeah. But listen, yeah, they were trying to get laid for the first time, right? They're yeah. trying to lose their virginity. So they're trying to get laid for the last time. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is it be that would kind of close the loop if you just do it in their forties? Just yeah, you know, I don't It'd know. Be sad. It wouldn't just be sad. It would just would not fit the mold of it, right? But if you did it where they're literally trying to get, in a sense, their last, you know, thing, whatever, right? That would be, you know, kind of completing that circle. Yeah. You know, you watched, you you introduced them when they first, when they tried to lose their virginity. Now they're trying to, you know, do it for the last time. <laughs> All right. So lastly, we have uh, Les- Leslie Grace. Uh, revealed the picture of the Batgirl outfit that's coming out for the new HBO Max movie. And there there were some mixed reviews because mm-hmm. a lot of it, the, it looks like, um, based off what I saw, it looks like similar to, the uh, there was a comic book called The Batgirl of Burnside. Mm-hmm. So it's very close, similar to, to that outfit that they're going with. And people were either people were loving it, other people were just making fun of it. It, was like, it looks like a cosplay photo, and then but what's funny was the director. On top of that, mm-hmm. he made a, he posted on Instagram on Twitter a picture. Remember the the meme with Batman's Rob uh, slapping Superman? I mean uh, Robin. Yeah. So there's a picture. I was like, it's a cost. Like, and then it's Batman slapping. It was like, shut up and wait for the movie to come out. <laughs> so he just makes a meme out of people just commenting, commentating. And you know, I think that's hilarious when people say stuff like, "Oh, it looks like cosplay." Like, yeah, like what? what cosplay is literally people making make remakes of uh, of like iconic outfits. Yeah, 
And right now they can make it so well that any it's better than some of the productions that people exactly. do. I've seen I've seen like people make and crazy it, productions of like Thanos, you know, Thanos or or different characters that oh, there was that one, rival I remember what the, you see on TV. I remember there was one that a guy did uh, Thanos, but when not the one that we know from Endgame, but the one that they did from I think Iron Man two mm-hmm. or Iron Man three, where it was like after credit scene. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, and he was like on a chair mm. and was rotating, and somebody created the chair and his and the whole outfit, and he was like on a uh, wheelchair. It was built like that, so it looks like he was on a wheelchair and he was moving around. I'm like, and I think people that do say comment or like bash people for like for that looking like cosplay. I'm like, you literally do not know the world of cosplay and how much people, how much effort, like how you say, and how much detail they put into it because they love. They they're the they love whatever genre storyline character they do that they they put yeah, themselves they put a lot of effort, effort into it like, because of the love into it. Now, if you can say it's bad cosplay, then maybe that's an insult, but not cosplay is a whole like oh just cosplay oh that oh it looks like a cosplay yeah what does that mean that's bad no because it's uh-huh. cosplays are just are epic man. Um, I don't know I, I I'm still kind of not sold on the whole thing yet just because. I don't know, like, um, like I mean, are they gonna cru- basically like? I wish that, um, you know, how when it comes to TV shows and stuff like that, they have their own Superman, right? Which yeah. he just got a show later. He didn't even get a show initially. Like he got a show later. Yeah. But the t- the TV world has its own Superman. Yeah, that's cool. It's established. We got that. But it doesn't have a Batman. No. I wish that they did have. The TV world had a Batman, even if it doesn't have its own show. Uh, besides Gotham. But um, I mean, obviously, that's obviously different because he's a little kid. Um, well, I don't want to spoil the end. Yeah, but um, just like a very iconic Batman where that can about, cameo all these different in, shows. What about in Teen Titan? In Titans? I mean, that's, there is a Batman there. I'm just saying, as I wish it was somebody, somebody like a stable, was, Like a stable one. Yeah, the one that can, can, can kind of fill in storylines for everybody. So, in a sense, for this one he would be the same one to show up and and you see maybe he disappears or she goes to a new city, something like that, where yeah. she was established. Because I'm guessing it's going to be an origin story. Yeah. It has to be. Almost but, like how they did with... I, so I, I understand what you're saying. Like almost, if you would have... You wish you would have done it like for Batgirl, for Batwoman. Well, Batwoman, I don't think... I think... Okay, so I'm not 100% on the comics, but... I thought no, Batwoman no, the show, the show. No, 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 no. I know, but I'm talking about the comics. The, the character was made from. Yeah, Batwoman actually, I felt like she just made up the character. Like she made up her character, kind of like with without even being trained by Batman. She eventually joins him, but I think she just kind of went out there and did her own thing, and then Batman joined her, or right. she joined she, Batman. She came into the Bat family. Yeah, but she initially just kind of went out there and did her thing. Yeah. Um. Well, in the show, they portrayed her as their cousin. Which, I don't. Which, I don't know if that's true. Season one. No, I said, but you know what I mean. Like at least yeah. that you can say she. Even if you did uh, Nightwing. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know, because Nightwing is well, literally Red him Ho- on his own. Red Hood. Too. Yeah, all these characters are basically Batman family characters that they went should do a show like everyone has like almost like the Arrowverse, mm-hmm. but each each uh, each show should be based off somebody in the Bat family. There's a lot, you know. Sorry, there's so much I didn't even realize. Like, I didn't, I, I didn't even realize that Lucius Fox had a. Basically, they have like their own version of Iron Man. Yeah. I didn't. I, I didn't. Watch, I didn't realize it. So I think I saw a uh, Bat, 
that family of bad blood. I forgot what it's called. One of the enemies. The bad blood. Bat family of bad blood. Yeah, something like that. Where it's like literally a whole like where they show every everybody in the bat family. Yeah, actually, but there was such a cool character in that anime where I guess it was um, a clone version of uh, um, Batman's son, Damien. Yeah, but this is a clone version of him that's a full grown adult. Oh wow. Yeah, and he's bigger and more muscular than his. Where do you watch it? At? HBO Max? Is it? On oh, it was. It was one of the animes. Like I said, it was a Bat Family one. No, no, but I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Oh yeah, that's what I'm sorry. Oh sorry. Where, yeah. Where was... did you see? Where did you watch it at? Oh, I'm sure it's on. Uh, I, I'm. I looked it up online at the time, but I'm sure it's on HBO Max now. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna watch it then. Oh yeah, it's interesting. But um, yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm down for it. I just I don't know. Like you, like he's right. You know something? Like that's why I think people look for too much. They spoil themselves. It's like a friend of mine, like Jose. You know, Jose, he, <laughs> he's been on the show. I always, I always mess with him because he has a bad habit of looking for information prior to watching something, and I'm like, "You're gonna spoil it for yourself." So, <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what it is. People start looking for every single detail, you know, details of the outfit, things like that, where it ends up spoiling it for themselves. Maybe the show's good, maybe it's not, but at least let's find out. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. But beyond that, let's get on to some trailers. We do have about four trailers that came out in the past week. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few big budget and a few indie. So let's go sure. with the big budget one. Okay, what you got? It's the Moonfall uh, trailer. It's with, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, with Drew, oh, not Drew Barrymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said Drew Barrymore. I don't know why. I don't know why either. Sorry, sorry. It's not Drew Barrymore. It's uh, Halle Berry, John Bradley, Bradley, Patrick Wilson, Donald Sutherland, uh, Michael Pena, and the Moon. Because he's the he's the, <laughs> the villain. <laughs> Which that kills me. I'm like thinking myself. I was watching that. Um, I thought that was so weird because it's one thing that the Moon is causing. The issue, right? You know that they're saying that the moon is gonna um, is gonna attack the earth, whatever. But like the fact that they seem like they gave it a uh, an intel- intellectual property onto it, yeah. Like it's per- it's not it's not it's intentionally attacking the earth. Yeah, not un- it's not it's not a natural disaster. It's like intentionally doing it. Like it basically kind of feels like um, there was an old uh, movie where they found like aliens in in the ocean, but they were the actual water. Yeah, you remember that? Oh, no. I can't remember the movie. Not Pacific Rim. No, no, no. This was like an old, like I said, this is an old movie. Um, I want to say like 90s. Um, where, but I, I think at, at the time, I don't think the water was, they just figured out that it was alive. I don't think they figured out it was a villain. Okay. But yeah, it was, they found out that the actual entities was basically like, like almost like the water itself. Yeah. Like they were entities, but they looked just like the water. They were clear and transparent like that. So they lived in the water, but you can't tell the difference. Um, I forget the name. I'm sure I could look it up, but yeah, it's like early 90s. Like early 90s or late 80s. Yeah, but this movie is way over the top. Like it's, it reminded me of, I feel like it's one of those 90s sci-fi movies, but just set in the in 2022. <laughs> like I was thinking, because there was scenes that they, they were just like, um, I guess the earth is being destroyed and there's one car chase or not car chase, but just one car scene or racing through time or the 
area, uh, avoiding objects and whatnot. And it reminded me of 2012 with, uh, what was it? Was uh, John, John Cusack. Yeah, John Cusack. That he's like, and he does it with the limo that he's running through, like, what is it, San Francisco or something like that? I hit a speed bump, dude. I, I, and I have somewhat of like a, my car's a little bit of an SUV. I had a speed bump that I'm screwed. You know, like he is literally running while his street underneath him is falling apart. All good, all good. Yeah. So this um, movie looks the same exact way. Honestly, it's weird. And I kind of want to see that because I'm like, they haven't brought something like that back in such a long time. Like just stupid, very well. Is is unrealistically. Gonna happen. Oh, it's unrealistic. Oh, yeah, but you know how they this unrealistic and there's like over the top unrealistic. Yeah, I can't even tell you based on the trailer what's going on. Oh yeah, no. All, the the moon is made of liquid and the liquid is trying to kill us. I, the dark side of the moon, bro. It's Transformers. Like, Yo, what happened if this is Transformers? They just call it Moonfall. The, like, so what? The Transformers my, that evolved to to Terminator. Yeah. Liquid T one thousand. Transformers one thousand. So. The other part that got me where I was like, what the hell am I looking at? Was when, I don't know why, they looked like they were looking for an abandoned rocket. Yeah. And they found one that was all spray painted. And I'm like, what is this? Like, in my head, what world is this? Like, this is Hancock. Like, we just leave, just... They were just leaving spaceships in, like, bad neighborhoods. Like, <laughs> it, just, it just is. Like, shuttles in bad neighborhoods and it's all getting tagged. Like, I feel like it's going to be a montage where they're cleaning it up and stuff. Watch. Oh yeah, where can I go into space? We're gonna clean our space shuttle. <laughs> space shuttle. <laughs> oh my oh, god! Man. So it's a little ridiculous. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it is. So we'll we'll see we'll see what more goes gets into it. And all right, so next is another movie from A twenty four Productions. It's called X, and this one has uh, Mia Roth, Kid Cudi. Which I, I realized after the fact, watching the trailer, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Gina Ortega, and this one movie follows. It looks like it's a set piece set in the seventies, and these people were trying to be women, trying to be famous, so they were like, "Let's do a porno." So the director or producer of the show is like, "Hey, I found a backstage studio that we could do," and it ends up being some guys like barnyard. And he's like, hey, my wife is not all together there. Uh, please excuse her. She's very uh, different at night and is some of the creepiest shit that she does. She's like, I one scene that she's like laying. One girl wakes up. She's like, she's laying in bed and touching me. But she's like covered in blood. Like there was like blood spotter. I'm like, Ugh. It's just weird because they don't actually show her attacking anybody. No, that's the best part, and it's coming from the people that did Hereditary, so you know it's, they're gonna have a little bit of an edge on how they do their horror because they're pretty good with it. I'm curious. I mean, it, it makes me curious because it's like obviously the, the thing is they didn't even try to make her intimidating. She yeah. looks frail. Yeah, she looks super frail. Just looking at her on screen, I thought she was gonna break. So. And again, like they don't show her attacking anybody. Yeah. They just show her there being creepy and like blood, you know, random blood scenes. And it reminded me of a movie that, uh, who did it? M. Night Shyamalan mm-hmm. was the one that the kids visited their, their grandparents. Was it The Visit? Yes. 
and it was the same way but this was a lot of it felt like it was a little bit like uh caught on camera type scenes in the visit mm-hmm. so i was like because it was a scene that the 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 grandma's wa- running around the house naked if i remember correctly yeah, yeah yeah she's running around there and i think that's the part that she said she was covered in blood um no no i'm talking about in the visit Oh, in the movie, the visit. Well, I think there was a scene that she's like, you see her like watch the trailer again. She was running around naked. No, man. I know she was, but that's what the minute I saw that, I was like, I'm thinking I'm like Channel. I'm like, oh okay. I just so, hope that the trailer didn't accidentally just spoil it for us, though. I don't know what the fuck is happening. So I no, no, no. It there's some there's a there's a part that I'm like, okay, unless that's the first scene in the movie, it might have spoiled it for us. Oh, for I probably didn't catch it then, so don't tell me. It's but it's a pretty obvious scene. No, in the maybe. Trailer. I, there was other things. That Can was, I say it out loud? They're like, no, it's in the trailer. I don't, all right, go say it. The cops found the camera. Found footage. No, yeah, well, that's <laughs> the cops found the camera that were led to believe was the filming studio. The people that were filming there, yeah, which all very seems like um, this all seems very like uh, um, uh, we call it um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Like, has all that element in there. So, I don't know. I'm very curious to see what this movie's going to be. Like, is it... I'm thinking to myself, is this going to be, like, a prequel? We just didn't realize to the end that this is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Um, Is it going to be something completely different? Like, I don't know. I'm, I, I like stuff like that because it keeps me amped and ready to find out. The only part that I don't know if I'm ready for is that it looks like there is a hardcore sex scene with the two old people. Yeah. That, that that does not that seems so crazy. <laughs> like what happens if it's like on top of their bodies, everybody's bodies, that's like the ending scene. I don't know. It just seems like uh, I mean, I don't even think they're that they're of that age that they make them look like it, but just they kinda look like it kinda looks like the old man from um Thinner. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> <laughs> just just this did not age well. Just did not age. Oh man! All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Lastly, uh, this is another trailer that came out. Was uh, "Catch the Fair One," and it's another indie. It it stars, uh, Callie Reese, which is actually she is a boxer. Uh, uh Lisa Emery, Tiffany Cho, Kevin Dunn. <clears throat> Uh, Daniel Harshell, and it's it's following the movie follows the former uh, champion boxer that embarks on this journey of trying to find her lost sister, mm. which goes into the realm of sex trafficking. Yeah, a really hardcore. I feel like I think they're gonna dive into that to to not the end of it, but just the process of how they get into it because she goes undercover because it was a scene that the guy goes. All you have to do is just follow what they say, follow what they do. Once you're inside, you're on your own. And that's where I feel like that's where everything starts from there. And it's, uh, that's what it seemed like. It seemed like she just relied on the fact that she was tough. Yeah. Like she was this very hardcore fighter. Um, because obviously she went in there with nothing. Like she went in there with no backup, no nothing. She was just like, I'm going to go through this, and but I'm going to go ahead and fight my way out. Yeah, but I'm gonna find my sister in the process. Like, I mean, that's scary. I mean, that's that scary is. for anybody because you don't know what they're gonna do to you. Like, from how from one moment to another. Yeah, how are you gonna wake up? How are you gonna end up? How are you gonna be like a bag over your head and they just drag you somewhere else? 
And I think they did that. They, 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 I guess they, I feel like they caught on a little bit. I feel like they, no, I think they, that's how they, that's how they do it to all of them. Like they just, uh, they just kind of, you know, use that chemical and kind of like knock them out. Yeah. It's easy to transport. But yeah, in this case, it's more of a, it's weirdly like a voluntary thing. They must be like offered something. Yeah. So I don't know. it's, It's crazy. And it's another indie movie, so which which I'm always I'm, I'm all about indie movies because sometimes they come out with the sometimes original concepts or they take a an idea and they they find the nuances nuances in it mm-hmm. that make it better than an overall big budget movie that just goes over the just a surface and not in too depth into the into the subject matter. I think the realm of movies is gonna fall to to indie and huge budget, not big budget, huge budget, like over uh, the top budget. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna see a lot of rom coms. Like, if you see a rom com, it's probably gonna be it's streaming only, straight to Netflix or something very simple. Yeah, um, and even those might be better just because they're they know they're not gonna have the the um the release that they, they probably got in the, the past. Yeah. Like that one movie that we talked about. Um, Paper Dragons? Paper Tigers. No, no, no. That was, that's not a rom-com. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking low budget. Um, no, the one with uh, the guy from uh, Silicon Valley that he catfishes a girl. Oh, Love Hard. Love Hard, yeah. And mind you, they talk about that a lot. They were talking about it for a minute. And that was kind of a low budget kind of rom com yeah, movie, that and it was so good. It was, and it was, it, it was, it was better than I ex- way better than I expected, because it was, it was, it set into this rom com, but Christmas rom com, which is a specific genre of genre on its own, which is crazy now that I think about it. Yeah. And they always have this little, um, anecdote to how they process the movies. Like it's supposed to start this way. This is how like the holiday feelings and everything else. And this one kind of took little points from there, but it made it so like funny and and more grounded than I thought it would have been. Then a lot it, of I think rom com um, and rom com Christmas holiday movies are kind of like imagine if two people are going to war. Two people are are engaged in a really big battle. Yeah. And so that's, you know, the rom-com. The people struggling with their emotions, their connection, whatever's in the middle, right? Because you got rom-coms like that all the time. But when it comes to that plus holiday Christmas, it's like the floor itself is exploding while they're trying trying to do that. Because obviously the tension of the surrounding situation is what makes it crazy. The relationship, yeah. Because that's when you start getting awkward situations where family starts getting involved. Kids start, like, opening random doors they shouldn't be opening and, like, just creating these awkward situations. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, but there's a lot to think about it. Uh, wow. Go Love Actually. Yeah. Um, uh, what was it? Just Friends. Four Christmases. Um, was there's a, there's a bunch. There's a that- huge amount. Yeah. Of rom com Christmas movies. Christmas rom coms. Yeah. Ridiculous. We should we should make a list one day. Actually of, I was watching I was of listening the, to the five best and five worst. 
I was listening to uh, this other thing that I listened to, um, but they mentioned that I think there was one. I got to see what the name of the movie is, but basically the idea is that it was a snowman that came to life to be the perfect man for a girl. That's the premise of the movie. No man that comes to life. Not just comes to life, but becomes like a man. Turns into an actual person. As like the wish fulfillment of the girl who made him. As like the perfect boyfriend. As the perfect boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Not Jack Frost. No, no, no. Like I said, he's human. He's human. Okay. He becomes alive. Human alive. All right, I'm, I have to try to find this then. It's a super B movie though, so have fun. Super with that. B movie. Super B. Super B. Super B. All right, but like that, guys, it wraps up our episode from my mom's garage. I want to say thank you so much for tuning in to our latest episode. You can find us on Twitch. I'm oh, sorry, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at from my mom's garage, or hit us up on our email at fmmg.podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what your thoughts concerns questions or anything you want us to discuss as always tell a friend send a friend or bring a friend see you next week good night